Hello everyone, it's Joe here and welcome to episode number nine of the Snake Draft FPL League podcast. In this show, we'll be going through all the key issues in Draft Fantasy Premier League. There'll be a bit about our league, which is hosted by the website Draft Fantasy Football. We use official FPL scoring with the addition of Kante points, which are one extra point for every two tackles or interceptions. So while we're focused on DFF, what we chat about will also definitely apply to official FPL and Togger-style Draft Fantasy as well. We'll also chat for a couple of general football and fantasy topics. We're starting to ramp up the content to help you win your draft league, so I would definitely advise subscribing and hitting the notification bell so you get our tips before anyone else in your league does. Snake Draft FPL is a 12-man league, and I was supposed to be joined today by three of them, but someone's dipped out. Mike has decided it's more important to pick his girlfriend up from work than do the podcast, which maybe he's still in the dog in the doghouse from the night out last weekend but probably the less said about that the better so um we will start with uh you dave how are you you just can't get enough I, um, of the videos at the moment i know seems to be the only one with a bit of flexibility around here um yeah Not like you got two kids it, 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 i know exactly that's why i got oh, you can't even see it now but i've got the map of the world and all sorts of rubbish in the toy room <laughs> um lovely yeah, I'm happy. I've, I had a nice little, uh, nice little scrappy game against Connor this week. Forty-three points. Yeah, we'll, you know, we'll get onto that them sometimes. And Brad, Enjoy nice it. to see you again. How are you, my friend? Yeah, nice to see you. I'm, I'm good. Uh, yeah, obviously we'll get onto the game week. Yeah, we certainly will. We certainly will. Right, straight on. Back. Moving straight on to that. Game week 11 preview. The lowest score would have been Mike. He won this week on 36. Beat Nave 36-33. Nave had a shocker. Blah, blah, blah. Mike's team is crap, but he got a win. So congratulations. First win since game week three for Mike. Pretty, pretty depressing that. Uh, next up, we'll skate straight over that. Next up, Dave, you got 43. Close victory over Connor. It all come down to sort of the last, the last couple of games, didn't it? I think. Yeah, yeah. We um, I to be honest, I was out at the West Ham Villa game, um, and I was uh, when it was one 0 I thought if I could have a clean sheet, that just takes me into. It could be two or three points behind him, takes me into Damari Gray Monday night. See how it goes, and then suddenly I was out last five minutes. Bowen gets a goal and he gets an assist, and then it just yeah. it just won me the game week without even realizing sort of thing. Um, so that was bittersweet. It was lovely actually, considering um, I got Bowen from Connor. So, um, oh yeah, of I was dead chuffed with Bowen to return. Didn't you? Yeah, it was his. It was uh, my old bro, uh, Bruno against me, and he, he got an assist. Um, Kane done nothing again, but um, Bowen done the business. He seems to be my boy this year. Yeah, that's it. You, I, do you know? I always think of Bowen as a as a Dave player. I don't. I don't know why. Have you had him before? Mm-hmm. I've had him. I had him. I think I picked him up on the waivers when he came from Hull to West Ham a couple of years ago, and just right. and then he'd never done anything. And as soon as I dropped him, he started scoring. And then it, I've had a bit of a love hate relationship with Bowen for the last eighteen months. Mm. But um, he's now my my golden boy. Yeah, fair enough. Cornet did the corn Cornet. Are we saying Cornet or Cornet? I'm going for Cornet. Cornet the gold Cornet. Yeah, he, got, he did um, in the business he as got well. Didn't he? he got a gold disallowed as well, so he could have had a big haul. Uh, like I think Connor's Connor had some scratchy def- um, points from the bench um, d- defenders, so that that I thought I was going to lose that game until Bowen just sort of went crazy, and, and I didn't expect I haven't expected anything from Demario Gray for a good couple of weeks now. Yeah, he's gone um, off the ball, so, hasn't he? Mm, Monday night was more. I as long as Demario Gray didn't get a um, a red card or an own goal. I was safe and I was still think that could have, that could have happened. Yeah. I'm glad yeah. it didn't. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, I'm next up on, I got 55. I beat John uh, 55, 33. John did. It was, it was a love. Uh, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, make Brad feel bad, but it was a stress-free week for me, which is lovely in, in draft. You don't get them that often. Well, some people seem to get them all the time. <clears throat> Jordan. Um, but you don't generally get stress-free weeks that often. But sometimes, you know, you so you just yeah far ahead, and and there was nothing really to worry about for me. But just a smattering of returns, really. Jimenez done, done the business again. We'll be talking about him later. 
Watkins got a return. Smith Rowe had a had a good game. Mane uh, and a few clean sheets. So just a pretty solid week for me all round. No major hauls and and just quite a few returners, which is quite nice. John John had a shocker. John's team's going downhill fast, and we, maybe we'll get on that as well. And and I thought it was shit to start with. So <laughs> we'll get on. We'll get on to John. <laughs> Sorry, John. Uh, it's the one week he's not on. I'm slagging him off within 30 seconds. Uh, okay, then next up, Brad, 56. You were the second highest scorer this week. You must have won. Oh, no. Unfortunately, not. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, 63. Yeah. Um, it's just one of them, you know, it's been happening quite a lot uh, this season in our league, I think. Just somehow the top two scorers seem yeah. to play each other. Um, having the mic last week, so I know what he feels like. Um, yeah, take nothing away from Ben, of course, but yeah, a bit of a freak week. You know, Reese James getting two goals and a clean sheet. Yeah, that um, was brutal. 21 yeah, points. Yeah. Connor Gallagher away to City, a goal and an assist, and probably bonus as well. Um, yeah. You can't make that up. I got Gabriel goal and clean sheet, and I've done that happen often, and a few other things, Declan Rice goal and assist. So, you know, it happened to me as well, but he just, uh, he just, just picture. It's uh, a hurtful it's one as well, because you had the kind of week that doesn't happen very often. You, like you said, goal and assist from Declan Rice, goal from Gabriel. You want these weeks to happen on a week you're going to win. These things to happen when you yeah. win, because they don't happen all the time, do they? Yeah, that's, mm. that's a bit that's of a pain. Like, you know, Ben got such a high score, you kind of, you kind of accept the loss, but then you think, well, I wish Rice could score next week now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like what's so, the point? Don't yeah. don't waste yeah. it. It's a waste of points, isn't it? It really is a waste of mm. points. You might as well have had 12 points this week and then all yeah. your scores come in later on, you, you know. Yeah. yeah. That's unfortunate. We said it, we yeah. did mention it last week, the, the two top scorers yeah. playing each it's other. Happened it's happened, happened again. multiple times this season. And I do, I will say, I do, well, we'll publicly apologise. I did repeatedly say this was going to be stinker of the week between you and Ben. Yeah. Um, and you've proved me shockingly wrong. Sixty-three, fifty-six. <laughs> it was the two highest scores. So, yeah, I got that one wrong. Um, but yeah, so apologies for that. But yeah, we we move on. Um, let's go, go on to the first sort of main topic of the week. Um, I love to talk about it really as an Arsenal fan. But Conte, uh, Nuno's been sacked from Spurs. Conte's in. Um, I'll, I'll just start with just start with you, Brad. Do you think this makes so Spurs have been awful? Do you think this makes them one of the? Do you think they'll finish top four? And do you finish? A, do you think they'll finish top six off the back of this? I think top six now for sure. I don't think they'll have uh, enough for top four. Um, obviously, a great manager here, but. It is Spurs at the end of the day, you know, it will take time. It, it will improve them quite a bit, I think. You know, they, yeah. they're quite bad under Nuno, but yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, it will definitely improve them defensively and attacking wise. I think Nuno was pretty bad for that with them. So yeah. we'll see. We'll see what, what he does with his uh, 3 5 2, 3 4 3, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I think I think that's the, that's the thing. What do you think, Dave? Top four, top six? Yeah, I think top four is a bit out of the, a bit too far from at the moment, to be honest. I don't think a good manager becomes turns that squad into a top four squad yeah. in, in six months. I think I don't think they are they're they're good enough to be top four. Um, it, it really surprises me because he was asked for the job in the summer, and knocked Turned it back, down. yeah. And whether whether something's happened and they thought, well, he may well go to United. Let's get him now. Let's offer him loads of money. I don't know. And they must they have offered him it, loads. It's of money. very strange because if it's it's funny that if United did lose last week on the weekend, um, he could have been going there. I think it's the other way around. So it's, I'm really really surprised. But um, especially as I, I do uh, think that just, sorry, just on that, both the big Spanish jobs are likely to become free in the yeah. next few yeah. months, as well as PSG could well become free in the next few months. So it, they must have really push the boat I think again, apart because from if PSG, I was Conte I'd have I been holding out it's the only the only places people want us to come now is, is England 
Uh, there's more money there. We're the only, apart from PSG, we're sort of the only got the only clubs that are spending a lot of money across Europe. So um, after COVID, so I think it's yeah. it's sort of it's just where the money is at the moment. But I, I I don't know if it makes any of their players more valuable uh, in in draft. I own Harry Kane and I own Hugo Lloris, and that's probably as far as I'd go. <laughs> I was thinking about um, Royale, but it'd be interesting to see the the formation he plays. Likely to be uh, the five. 3-2 or 3-4 whatever he's calling it um, but it'd be interesting to see who actually plays you know I don't think they've got three decent centre-backs to go well, that's, yeah, that's, to play that's in a five sort of where, where we'll, we'll take it now because so everyone is straight away like well 3-5-2 Son and Kane up front with you know the, the three centre-mids and the wing-backs and, and three centre-backs and I do think he will go to that eventually but when he took over at Chelsea, they played four at, four at the back for the first sort of two months. Well, not maybe not two months, but at least sort of five or six weeks, they played four at the back. It was only when Arsenal pumped them 3-0 at the Emirates that they changed to a back five, and then they ended up winning the league. Um, so I do wonder if he'll do it straight away, or if he'll, if he'll hold. I mean, I guess the difference is Spurs have played a back five sort of on and off, haven't they? I mean, they played it a bit under Poch. And they played it a, kind of a little bit under Nuno. So they do, and they do have the players that you think would suit that system. The, the, I mean, I suspect it won't be long before he sort of deploys it. And you would think it will be Son and Kane up front with Reggion and Emerson at wing back with Hoiberg holding and then two centre mids ahead of him. Um, I'm guessing Ndombele and then... Lo Celso or that um, Brian Hill, maybe, but he's not really featured. But then when you look at the back three, I mean, it's a bit thin on the ground, isn't it? They've got, I mean, um, the lad they signed, the South American guy, what's his name? Um, Yes, Romero. He looks like a a decent player, Um, but he's not exactly a playmaker, is he? I mean, at Italy, Conte had Bonucci and at Inter, he had De Vrij and at Chelsea, he had David Luiz who play that sort of, and they really build up the play from that central centre-back role. They don't really have, I mean, it's not going to be Eric Dyer, is it? Like, <laughs> they don't really have that real ball-playing centre-back. Yeah, he can't maybe. do it, can he? No, yes, that's yeah, he'll get some money. I think he'll get some money in January. He's going to have to bring his own players in. He's only got 18-month yeah. contract, so he hasn't got long to do, to do yeah. what he wants to do with that side. So it'd be interesting. And that's it. The other thing, like Levy must have, because the reason why he didn't take the job in the summer, he said, is because he wasn't promised the signings that he thinks Tottenham needed. Well, if he's taken the job now, Levy must have done a U-turn on that for him to take the job, you would have thought. Yeah. So in January, they're going to have to look to sign, you know, Conte players, whatever that is, whether how good they are, we'll, we'll see. But that leads me to then believe, well, are they going to be shit until January? If Conte thinks they need all these sign-ins, uh, how much how much can this group of players improve? And I do think that definitely they will improve because they were unbelievably bad, especially the last sort of four weeks. Mm. But yeah, I'm just interested. I'll be interested to see who, because normally when a new manager comes in, there are a few players that come out of nowhere. I mean. Even yeah. Conte at Chelsea last time, it was it was Alonso, wasn't it? I mean, he was well, you've got, we've got, a laughing um, stock, and then all of a sudden he was like the best wing back yeah. in the league. I'd be interested to they've see who's really hanging around for, for Spurs at the moment, haven't you? Yeah. And he's got, he got signed, and it was like, you know, we all saw him for the walls, we thought it was quality, and it, it's just sort of not hit where he wanted to go. And under Nuno, you expected him to play, and he hasn't played at all. So <laughs> it, I, I just think, oh, I mean, but then they've got Royale, Royale signed, signed for him. So it's still won't get in that squad, I don't think, unfortunately. Mm. Yeah, I think it, when I think from a sort of draft perspective, when the, um, there's a big shift like this from and a big manager comes in, it always pays to just look down their squad and and actually have another think about the, their players because a lot of time you completely forget about people. Doherty has been forgotten about by the vast majority of people, but I think if you've got a if you've got a weak bench and you've got someone on the bench that's crap that never plays for you, I don't actually think it's the worst idea in the world to just pick Doherty up. Just leave him there. And because you never know, you you really never know who this the, Conte might come in, do two training sessions, training sessions, and think, oh, he's working hard. I'll put him in the lineup, 
and then this the system suits him and he plays well. So, Brad, yeah, you've got Emerson I mean, on, your, on your squad, haven't I you? Say, I picked him up just because I saw him there a few weeks ago, and uh, yeah, it, I don't know because he's obviously their new sign in and he's quite quick, and it just depends how he fits in. Obviously, Doherty suits that really well. So, like I say, it depends. He might impress him and. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying it, it'll be Doherty specifically, but I mean, like, there'll probably be someone no, a, that will come yeah. out of nowhere. It might be Lacelso, it could be Lucas Moura. Yeah, that's what I was any... sort of thinking, like Lacelso and Bergwijn, that, you know, they've never hit their, their career, hasn't hit hasn't hit the heights they want to at that Spurs. And when the new manager comes in, it completely changes the way they want to play. Anyone can come through. You know, yeah. I mean, Danny Alley could revive. I, I don't, I can't see it, but you just don't know. You know, yeah, you could bring youth players through. I, I think it's it's key. This the next week or two. I mean, is he actually taking training already? Is he in and, and training? Will yeah, he be, yeah, he's going to be probably. the manager, yeah. right? Okay, so that Everton lineup will be very interesting. Then, won't it? Very, very interesting. Um, because if there's any wild cards in there. You know, even you know someone that we're not expecting in the midfield or at wing back or even at centre half. It's definitely one to look out for because I think the one thing that could throw a spanner in the works is if he plays a three-four-two-one instead of a three-five-two, and has sort of two, maybe Hoiberg and Winks in midfield is more solid, and then plays Son, Kane, and a third option in the front three. That third option may well be free in most leagues. If it's a Berg, I mean, Nick picked up Bergvine the other day, didn't he? I saw him. Mm. Uh, have you got Lucas cool. Brad? You got Lucas Moore, haven't you? Still got Lucas, yeah. Nunes yeah, so it could be him. I think um, it'd be interesting to see what happens. I, I do think he'll continue to play at Harry Kane, but if he continues with this, uh, I mean, I don't know if it's just a body language thing or I don't know if there's anything going through his head, but. If he doesn't work hard enough, like he doesn't seem to have done under Nuno, Conte would just say, well, you're out of the team. You're on the bench. You know, they've got to yeah. work for him. Yeah. Um, and, and maybe maybe it might excite him a little bit more. I, mean, some, I don't think he was ever wanting to play for Nuno. He was always expecting to go. He, he really hoped to Nuno is a bit of a downgrade, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. So for me, being a Kane owner, I'm really hoping it makes a difference this season. Mm. I want to see yeah. the Kane that we've all seen over the last yeah. few years. Well, that, that's the thing. I saw I saw yesterday that so far this season, Spurs have run the least in the Premier League as a total. Um, and that's quite damning, isn't it? And Conte won't accept that. He won't accept them running the, you know, they'd be the 20th place team on distance run. So either they're going to have, I mean, but it could, if their fitness is shit, then there could be some, you know, some serious changes, um, especially as Conte is quite a, he doesn't care. He's not worried about ego, is he? He'll drop someone or take someone in based on how they perform in training. So very, very interesting times ahead for, for Spurs, I think. Um, I, I personally don't, I don't think they'll be, I don't think they'll come top four. Certainly not. And I think they'll struggle to really get top six. Like, I think it'll come down to the end of the season. I just think they'll struggle for the first month or two. You know, I, I don't think they'll hit the ground run. I mean, they've got this great run of fixtures coming up, haven't they? Yeah, um, perfect time frame. Yeah, but I mean, I may, maybe that will help. The fixtures plus a bit of a bounce, that will give them time to bed the system in and then they'll become a bit of a force. But yeah, you never really know with um, with stuff like this, do you? So yeah, we'll, we shall see. We shall see how it goes. Um, okay, then on to the next um, topic. We're going to talk today about the second tier forwards. So, and this is completely made up by me, really. Um, the first tier I would class as Kane, Lukaku, and Ronaldo on their own. No, no one else, I don't think. Do you two both agree with that? That they're sort of in no, a tier? Bang on, yeah. Yeah, right. definitely a tier. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so. Ignoring those three, and that's that's a different conversation. The second tier, which I think are the sort of the, the forwards below that, in my mind, at the moment, consists of Antonio, Jimenez, Vardy, Abamyang, Calvert-Lewin, and Bamford. Um, obviously, Calvert-Lewin's injured. Bamford is injured at the moment. Um, so, just to start off with. Uh, I'll start with you, Dave. Do you think I've missed anyone that should be in this group? 
chatted. <laughs> um, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, to be honest, you could you could argue Danny Ying somewhere along that. that yeah, uh, that that was someone that I considered. Sort of bracket. Um, but you know, where do you stop? You could continue. You could keep coming all the way down yeah. to. You know, you do have to have a, a a line where you say, right, Bamford is the the bottom of the top of the second tier, and then you start yeah. coming down. Um, so I think I think that's around about right. Yeah. Um, what do you think, Brad? I think, and sorry, Antonio. Oh, yeah, go on, Brad. You go ahead. Yeah, I'd agree. Ings, um, what about a year ago, coming off the back of his 20 goal season for Saints, I think he would have been well in there in the yeah. bunch. I think Bamford now, obviously, he got the injury up, but even before that, he didn't look great. Um, mm. so he's sort of the bottom of that. He's on the he's on the borderline, definitely. Bottom, uh, yeah. Um, the only other ones I can think of, Firmino, do you? Put him in there. Yeah, I thought. Did, did you know? I, I will say there's three. There's three people I thought about. Watkins, I, Ings, w- Ings, and Watkins. I kind of grouped together as one because I don't really. <laughs> I don't think there's. Yeah, but there's nothing between them really, is there? I mean, they're playing for the same team in basically the same position. They've got basically the same points, and they're playing the same minutes. The only thing is that Ings gets injured and Watkins doesn't really. So. I, that is a, a plus for Watkins. Um, Firmino, and I thought about Gabriel Jesus, you know, as well. Um, yeah. Bit of left field, but the minutes look really good and his points per minute have always been great. Um, and I've always kind of said that if, when when it was him and Aguero, if Aguero's injured, Jesus is a great pick. And now Aguero's gone, Jesus is obviously playing wide. But... Yeah, what do you, what are your thoughts? Do you think Jesus is is part of the conversation, or do you think he's he's still? I, I think below? so. Yeah, I think he's he's better than the, the tier three players. Um, it'd be or it'd definitely be the top of the tier three. So pushing. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, this one, I'd say he's better than Bamford. Yeah, um, that's that Bamford's was what I was thinking. Two, then, um, but like I say, he's he's a wing, he's, he's out on the wing now, and then you could start putting players like Jota and start putting them in the mix and stuff like. That. You keep fucking going. You could go for ages. Um, you'd have to have a line, but like I say, Jesus, when, when Aguero went, it was like, everyone was like, oh, well, you still had the mentality that Jesus was this bit part player that City have got, and you yeah. don't really realise that he's, he's starting to hit now with people that he's just playing playing a lot of games this year. What do you think about uh, Jesus, Brad? Yeah, it's, uh, no one expected him really to play out wide, I don't think, but uh, no. yeah, of course he's still going to, yeah, you could play anywhere in that city midfield and attack, and <laughs> you'll get goals and assists. So, yeah, I think he's he's well up there. Not it, not your sort of Antonio's, Vardy's, Jimenez, but yeah, he's in the mix. Yeah, agreed. I, I think actually, I the more I think about it, I'd probably have him above Bamford. I think if I owned Bamford and someone offered me Jesus, I'd probably take that. So, yeah, maybe um, maybe I'll sit Jesus. In there, in, and ba- ba- oh, let's let's start with Bamford because uh, we'll start we'll start there. Um, bit of a dodgy start, injured. Do do you think when he comes back he'll be the player he was at the start of the season? I mean, who could who could know? But do you think he'll he'll go back to last season's form, or do you think he'll sort of dribble back in the side like he has been um, this this season, Dave? So you, I think. Um... Leeds are sort of suffering a little bit from sort of second season syndrome where they are. I know they've picked up a lot of injuries this season so far, but he didn't seem... He got a goal, I think, and he got a few assists at the beginning of the season, gets injured. But they, they could be work, well being worked out now. Um, he's up on his own. We, we're not really going to know, I don't think, until he until he hits the ground, uh, starts playing with Rafinha. They get a full, full squad back. They've got Phillips back now. Um, I don't think he's going to get the goals we did last year, personally. I think you still get 10, 10 to 12, possibly, but um, he was, a, he was a, a force last season. Hence why I picked him. I picked him second second round, I think. Um, yeah. Got rid of him. But yeah, I, I, it's not the same as last season. Definitely not. What do you think, Brad? No. Yeah, not a lot more I can add to that. Um, I agree. Yeah. Leeds uh, did not look great at all. Um I think he's definitely going to come back into the side when he's back fit. Rodrigo hasn't done too much. Um, Shy. But yeah, can he can he pick up again? I don't know. It's maybe last season, like, as you say, a bit of a one season wonder. But yeah, I mean, it, it oh, could be. It could be that. <laughs> yeah. 
I think this- well, Bamford was pretty bad. I say pretty bad, but before he got to the Premier League with Leeds, uh, with Middlesbrough, Chelsea, everywhere he went on I loan, he, he just could not. He couldn't do it in the Premier League. He no. just could not do it. And he surprised everybody last season. Yeah, he was a brilliant championship striker. He just didn't didn't look at it in the Premier League. And I think a lot of people thought that it's this England. I think last season he was like eighth round pick or something, wasn't he? Like yeah, not expected to do nowhere. like he did. So I think people it could well be a one season wonder. Someone. Yeah. You know, he scored Sorry. goals in the championship and came up, but you still would have thought, well, because of his okay. history in the prep, can he cut it? Are they going to sign another striker? Well, I think a lot of people thought well. Rodrigo would take his spot, didn't they? Rodrigo, uh, yeah. When they saw Rodrigo, it, it, it looked like that might be the end for Bamford, but it never really worked out like that, did it? Um, okay, then. So, yeah, definitely Bamford at the bottom of this list. Um, probably down maybe even to tier three with Ings and, and Watkins and, and you know, the Mopes and stuff. Um, next up, uh, I, so my next one in order is Calvert-Lewin. Do you two think he's he's next up out of this this bunch? Is that you, Brad? Yeah, I think so. I'm just looking at the list now. Um, yeah, I think he's the ones we've got above him: Antonio Jimenez, Vardy, Bamiang. He's not close to any of them, I don't think. Um, he does get goals, but not enough. I think uh, he had his good first season when he came into the team, but. Yeah, a bit of a better version of Bamford, if you like. I don't know if he's going to yeah. keep it up. Especially this niggling it. injury doesn't doesn't yeah. fill you with confidence. There's there's something that always worries me when someone is ruled out for three weeks, four weeks, and it goes on and on and on, and it's setback, and then it's this, and then it's that, and then next thing you know, three months have gone by, and that always always is a red flag for me. Antonio is another one that's absolutely renowned for being out for two weeks and then you don't see him till February. Um, yeah, I, I, I think DCL's next on this list. What about you, Dave? Do you, do you agree? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think he he will get you goals. Uh, I mean, as a, like you say, you have got, I think you've got uh, DCL and Antonio on, on these lists and, and they're both injury prone. Yeah. Um, DCL is more of a, he, he he is a, a box striker. He will finish. He will just bundle in goals. He's not, he's not like a class forward where he's not a technical sort of player. He's just sort of great. He, he gets, he gets up in the air quite well as well. So, it, I, you know, he's not, he's not old, you know, he's got a lot, he's got a lot of, he's got a big future. Um, being an Everton boy, he'll probably stay there for the majority of the time now. But like I say, I, I think it was a simple toe injury and that sort of just ex- escalated. I don't know what yeah. into now, but it's still the same toe. It's, it's but... his, I think it's a quad. <laughs> it's, it's something wrong with his quad now as well, I think. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't know how it's spread. When you're, that, when you're that, that young, it's sort of just Worrying. doesn't bode well that you, no. you continue to have these injuries, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay, then. Um, next up. So I've kind of, what I've based this on is how, so it's, from now on, how many points I'll get, I think these players will get from the, for the rest of the season. Um, I've got a Bamiyang next, but to be honest, I think a Bamiyang and Vardy are going to be very, very close from now until the end of the season. Mainly because Vardy, so I kind of want to do them as a pair, really, because they're kind of very, very similar, actually, in the way they play. They don't really affect build up. They're both quick, both like to get in behind, both pretty deadly finishers. And as it stands at the moment, Vardy's um, outscoring Aubameyang by quite a distance. But I think going forward, it might be pretty close. Brad, I'll start with you. I th- I'm sure as a Vardy owner, you'll be batting his his corner. Um, but do you think it's close? It is, yeah. I, I, I sort of echo what you're saying there about similar players. I think they both go on sort of goal-scoring streaks. Um, yeah. Vardy started the season very well, but been a little bit quiet now. Aubameyang's quietly been putting them away. Um, yeah, they're a bit similar. I think, as you say, they'll be quite even come the end of the season. Yeah, agreed. Um, what do you think, Dave? Yeah, um, Aubameyang... It seems to pick up a little bit more this season. Uh, I was a bit disappointed in him last year, to be honest. He was one of these top top players that would get you a high 
return each mm. season. Um, well, he was renowned for 20 goals a just... season, wasn't he? I mean, he, yeah, he, he was. 20 yeah. goals in what, eight was... years in a row or seven years in a row or something? His, his first season Premier League, he was outstanding. I think he was fifth. Went, it went in fifth pick, I think, next, the season after yeah. that. So, it was well up there. And then this season, it was like, it was like a um, Matt pick him up, didn't he? And it was like, pick him up with Amiens. Yeah. yeah. And now you're looking at it, you think, actually, yeah, Arsenal, I've always said it, to be fair, with Arsenal this season, is they're not playing Thursday night football. Yeah, it so makes that, a massive difference. I think difference. makes a massive difference. Yeah, it's, it's it can be huge. Um, so, with any luck that continues you've got good you've got young players coming through and he can help them out as well so um but, but between him and Vardy I, I think Vardy just about tips it um yeah I'm just a massive fan of Vardy um he he, he, he goes hot, hot and cold sometimes you know when you least expect it he does uh, I think there's a couple of years he, he didn't score against the teams like Sheffield United and Burnley and then in the big games he, he was he was scoring goals and it was like you know just couldn't read him, but you can't you can't write him off. He's such a brilliant player at his age for, for what he's doing now at his age. Yeah, I agree, and they're very similar, but in in another way, they're quite different. In that, Aubameyang generally does very well when Arsenal play him well, whereas Vardy's I don't know if this is just in my head, but he seems to do well when Leicester aren't doing that well. Yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? Like at the start of the season, they had some kind of yeah. weird results, not great performances, and Vardy scoring every week. And then when they pick up, he's not always the one that benefits. It's often Ian Acho or Madison Barnes. You know these players chip in with more goals, and Vardy's more on the periphery. So I'm, I'm not, I'm not sure if that's just coincidence or, or it's not even true. It's in my head. But whereas Aubameyang, he is at his best when Arsenal are playing well. When Arsenal aren't playing well, he doesn't touch the ball. So he doesn't have a, he doesn't have chances. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it, Brad, at the start of the season, did, is, did you kind of get that vibe? Because Leicester weren't doing great, were they, when he was on a run? I did, yeah. It was sort of, oh, he scored, but they lost sort of thing or yeah. whatever. Two or we will get both goals. Um, yeah, Bamiyang, he needs the team playing well. You know, he's, But the other thing with Vardy, he just seems to... If Leicester score, it's more than likely going to be him involved. Yeah, Arsenal. that's true. Um, Arsenal, the goals are a bit more spread out. Um, yeah, it, it's been a strange one. He's gone a bit quiet now, as I say, and we'll see what happens with Dakar uh, knocking on the door. That's true. Um, that's the other thing with the Bamiang. He has no competition, which good or yeah. bad thing. I mean, Lacazette's kind of been playing number 10 almost, but... It, Aubameyang starts every week. There's no question. Vardy's kind of similar, but there also is players knocking at the door with Vardy, but there's not with Aubameyang. Yeah. Oh, I, I was really holding in a burp then. I thought that would be very unprofessional. <laughs> uh, okay, then moving on to the next pick in this list. I've gone for Jimenez next, um, above Vardy and Aubameyang. Do you, do you agree with that, or do you think I'm being a bit optimistic? I'll go with you, Brad. What do you think? I think it's obviously quite close. He he's been on good form lately, on Raul, but um, yeah. over the course of the season, I don't know. I think Vardy or Aubameyang could just edge him a bit. Wolves, they have improved. Oh, we lost Dave. Yeah, <laughs> um, I mean, I'm just I'm just doing something quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think he'll he'll do well. I think Vardy will edge it though. Liverpool yeah. just scored, sorry. Have they? Yeah, I think Trent Trent's just scored. I've just managed to put this put the footy on that's what I'm that's where I'm going. That's it. I'll tell you that toy room. Um yeah, I think Jimenez I think I I the thing with Jimenez is and it Going, if we just pretend last season didn't happen, right? And he was coming off the season he had the year before. I think Jimenez would have probably gone early second round or towards the end of the first round. And he looks exactly the same player he was two years ago now. But yet we don't think of him like that really anymore. Just because of that one season where he fractured his skull so I've, I find it quite interesting really the psychology around Jimenez and that 
that one sort of freak accident, he, he's gone down a rung in people's heads, but he looks exactly the same player he was two years ago. So, yeah, I, I just think he's going to trickle points all year. I mean, he, he gets assists, he gets goals. He's never, he just doesn't, he very rarely blanks, which is a nice thing to own in your, especially in head to head. You know, you can almost, I mean, he blanked at the start of the season while Wolves sort of were getting going. But since then, I mean, his points have just been so consistent. Um, he's on now the last, uh, let's have a look. I mean, last five games, 9, 10, 1, where it was after an international break and he'd come on for 30 seconds. So 9, 10, 1, 6, 9. And that's just suck, sort of what he does all season. You know he's good for bonus. I, I I really am high on Jimenez and not just because I've got him in my team. I wish I didn't take, I took him out of my FPL team because of that stupid injury rumour and it wasn't even true. So that was stupid. But um, yeah, what do you think, Dave? Do you think Jimenez could compete with um, Aubameyang and Vardy? Um, yeah, most definitely. Sorry, I just got to stop. Man City have scored and it wasn't Trent, it was Jota that scored. Trent got oh, the nice. assist. Um, but going back to Jimenez, I, I think yeah, bang on that I would he put me off I mean I didn't get the chance to pick him but that injury I had him last year when he had that injury and I kept him holding for about a month in case he was some sort of, some sort of, some, some sort of miracle yeah and it didn't happen and um, and it put me off picking him up this year to be honest but um, I, I do like seeing him come along let's say he had a bit of a dodgy start um, and everyone was thinking oh what, you know and once it got like a goal against Hampton of all teams um, he, he had was, really yeah. really picked it up yeah, it was a brilliant goal, brilliant break. And um they've he's picked it up a lot now. Um and I think as in regards to your your list, I think he's I would say Vardy is probably about second behind ahead of Jimenez, but okay. just Yeah, I think he's close. I think I think I think I don't think any of us would be that surprised if any of Jimenez, no, Vardy or Bamian right. outscored the other two. I think that they're all really close. And then top of the top of this list, um, who else but Mikel Antonio? I do think there is a. I think it's fifty-fifty with with Antonio, whether he tops this list, or isn't. <laughs> or, 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 or well, I was going to say bottoms. And then I thought maybe that's a bit harsh. The injuries, injury, injury. That's the thing. It takes one one injury, and if you if you miss. Jimenez, Vardy, Abamyang don't get injured very, very rarely. I can't remember. I mean, obviously Jimenez had the, the the head thing and that that's a kind of case on its own, but the three of them don't miss games. And that makes a big difference when it comes to total points at the end of the season. And it wouldn't shock me in the slightest. I mean, it would surprise me if Antonio didn't get injured for the whole season. I, I mean, I, has he ever gone a whole season without getting injured? I, I highly doubt. I don't know for sure, but I highly doubt it. I think we, I think we all agree. If he stays fit, he's number one on this list, and it's not close. What do you but, reckon, Brad? Two thousand nine, two thousand ten, when we had him, was he injured? Oh, I can't, I can't remember. He was a uh, disappointing player, wasn't he? Scored a goal in the Johnson's Bank Trophy. Yeah, I was going to say he was playing on the right. Then was he playing on the right? Yeah, then, yeah, he wasn't a striker. Yeah, no. He's only become a striker the last West Ham for years yeah. now. Yeah, God, yeah. When he was playing right back, that was painful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was painful. Yeah. Um. So, uh, just, just. Um. Uh, do you think, um, Dave? Do you do you think there's a chance? Uh, Antonio. Well, obviously, there's a chance he gets injured, but. How likely do you think it is that he tops this list and how likely do you think that he is sort of halfway down it? I think, I'm just going to, I've mentioned it already. I think points-wise for the season, I think it would be Vardy. Okay. I I was, uh, I wanted Antonio. I was first round, come round. As soon as it hit um, Naif, and I had Antonio written on my list and he picked him up and then I, I went for Bamford. And then um, well, I went for Tony, actually. Um, but I think he will get injured this season. He will have a few, a few three, four, four games, five games out. Um, it all depends how they get on in Europe. It looks like they're going to make the next round. 
Yeah. Uh, so come February, if he starts playing, they, they're interested in trying to push on. You know, you've got the Christmas period before that. They're still in the Carabao as well. And fast. Mm-hmm. Carabao Cup. I, I, I just, I do think... He's off to Jamaica next he's week. Rested. Yeah. He, I, I think he will get injured eventually. Uh, I think they're saving him for the Premier League. They might not. I don't think he even started against um, no, against Man City. But um, I think he's a brilliant asset to have when he's fit. But yeah. it's, he's, he, not one, he, he's not one against an injury. He misses one game. He misses yeah. a, a month. Ten. <laughs> if, if you had him now, if you were Naif and you, and you had Antonio and you banked all these points that he's got, would there be part of you that would be tempted to get rid because I know if it was me, I, I know yes. Brad's answer this. I'm not even going to ask Brad because Brad would be holding on, holding him on, <laughs> onto him for dear life. Oh, dear. I, I would be really tempted if a good offer came in for like one of the good mids or, or even like Jimenez, Vardy, Abamyang. I would be really tempted to just think, fucking hell, I don't want to worry about this injury record. I yeah. just, I just bank the points I've already I think got. I'd be, and I'd be looking at Vardy or um, Vardy or Aubameyang. I'd be definitely looking looking at. Uh, it all depends on, on how he. What, I don't know. I can't remember after the players. You've got Ben Rama, so he could sort of. It's not going to cover Antonio's points, but he's got he's got a bit covered, you know. Yeah, he if, he gets, if he start banging a few goals in, um, but he's just he scares scares a lot life out of me um, when he plays. Because he, he he can bang a few in, but when he's in, if you've got him in your team, and once he knows he pulls that hamstring, that's a long then time. Then no one's going to touch it, him. It takes a well. long that's time the to recover. Thing. If you've got him and he gets that red flag, no one no one's going to touch him. You won't get a trade from him then, unless you find yourself right. a, a schmuck. It's not a bad time but to sell. His, va- really. his I mean, value will dive if he gets an injury. Yeah. Like it, it will dive. Um, and instead of looking at the likes of Vardy or or one of or like the you know, maybe De Bruyne or one of the top mids, you're then going to be looking at Ings, you know, and, you know, mids that are in this, that sort of second tier. I mean, you look at Naif now, he's got Salah, so he's got his main man. And, and Antonio is probably like four or five points uh, in, in regards to rankings just below Salah. So he can afford to trade most uh, um, Antonio plus a mid for someone else's, say, Brad, for instance, Vardy and one of your other ship midfielders. Um, yeah. I don't really know what he'd do. He'd probably keep hold of him, but you've got that key player in, in Mo Salah. So he's definitely a bit of trade bait um, mm. with that injury I'd, record. I'd be, I'd be serious. I'll, I'll go to you, Brad, because I, I, I know what your opinion on this is going to be, but how would you would you be considering it or would you just think, no, I'm, I'm keeping hold of him? If I had Antonio, if, I, if you offered me Vardy. Well, if you had Antonio, okay, if I had, yeah, it's always a worry, as you say. Like, you know, Nate must watch it, and every time he goes down or sort of grabs his leg or something, just be be panicking. But no, obviously, you know, I'm going to say I'd keep hold of him until uh, until that happens. signs him slowing down. But <laughs> until that happens, yeah. but obviously, of course, you're in trouble then. But I don't know. I, the likes of Vardy and that, I think it's it would be a fair trade. Um, yeah, it, it just depends who he's got. I think he likes that duo, doesn't he? Ben Rama as well. That yeah. they kind of link up. Um, yeah, yeah, I think the the one the one sort of um, thing I'd be thinking of is if you don't trade him now, and then he gets injured. If you've got him when he gets injured, I think you just have to ride it out then. Yeah. And then you can't then... I think the, the worst thing you could do is have him, he gets injured, and then take a lesser player um, in a trade then, I think. But if he gets injured and you've got him, you just got to hold him and, and, and just take your medicine then at, at that stage, I think. But yeah, it's, um, it's definitely an interesting one. Um, I, I'd be interested. I mean, if he doesn't get injured all season, he could be, he could sort of be 230, 240 points oh, the way yeah. he's going. I mean, he, he'd probably be number two out of everyone behind Salah, I would have thought. Um, so yeah, definitely, definitely uh, an interesting sort of thought process then on whether, whether you'd look to trade him or whether you'd keep him. Um, okay, then 
let's move on to the game week 11 preview we've got some tasty fixtures this week one involving myself and mr david playing each other um in the chat you seem to be sort of playing the wuss card saying that you're yeah. gonna have a bad which week, we'll do every which, now and then but but do you actually week, think you're gonna have a bad i week? look yeah i looked well i'll, I'll be honest uh, actually most hours um Madden's just scored for you, actually, funny enough. It's a good, good sign. 2 0 Liverpool. Um, I, I'm not a big fan of my team this season, to be honest. I'm not the guy. Very, I, last season, very I Macaulay ish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at my team, I had, I had signed up. Oh, it's brilliant. And, and if Kane starts banging them in, then I'll be like, yeah, I'm happy with my team. But my midfield is nowhere near as strong as I had previously. I've actually got a better defence this year as individuals, the likes of Cresswell and that. But um, I, I looked at your fixtures last week before game week um, nine, and I thought I, I got I got any I got no chance. You got the two Brentford boys. I got Tony, but you got two Brentford boys against Norwich, which is a bit of a killer for me. Um, Jimenez seems to hit a, not Smith. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Smith Rowe. Jimenez has hit a bit of form. Um, you got Rudiger. Uh, oh, it's just. I just don't. I I haven't got many decent fixtures to be honest. Yeah. Sometimes I mean, you have not, one of those weeks where you look at your team and you think my fixtures look shit this week, and I don't really know. What yeah, I, I was. I, I've won three on the bounce, um, and it looks like the winner of that, our game is most likely to be manager of the month for his best chance of manager of the month. It'll be be three out of three then in yeah, the four weeks. I think. I think me and you, um, David, the only people on two out of two for the first one two. two weeks, yeah, so, yeah. The winner of this. But I've won my last three. I'm happy just, I've got the points on the board, so <laughs> I'm resigned to losing this week. I'll do what I can. Um, pick a, scan the waivers, done a little bit, but ultimately, um, I mean, maybe if Sanchez saves a penalty and gets a decent return, but I, do think, I haven't got uh, much uh, this week, to be honest. I will say, Tony at home to Norwich, he could haul in that. He and could he haul. Ca- yeah, and he, Kane with a new manager, he could get a goal. Zaha at home could to Wolves, be the- I think, is quite not too bad. So you do yeah. have and Livermore at home to Villa on the Friday night. That that could be. Um, I need it. Be a decent yeah. extra, so I need it. Um, well, you've got what might help me out a little bit. It depends on how that game goes. But you've got Watkins against um, Salasu. Yeah, Salasu. Yeah. So that that, like that that's work, that can work in my favour potentially. But it'll see what way it goes. I like to have a player on that Friday night. If I didn't have Livermore, I'd probably pick up like Douglas Louise or. Romeo or someone because I've yeah. like, I have to have someone I do like having night, someone on the Friday night and we're, and we're going to be I there do, live the I'm, well, I'm going to be there live in the flesh so you're going to be there live I'm going to be um, yeah. yeah watching on the t- will you be yeah. watching or will you be, like, you'll be you'll, you'll be I'll be uh, watching daycare yeah. at, won't you but I suppose got, they'll be in bed well, they'll, be, off, they'll be in bed I've got, I've got some uh, a few a few hours like an hour or so of darts arranged in the evening and then I'll be watching the game at 8 o'clock very nice but I don't look forward to this week, to be honest. Not gonna lie. Well, sometimes you have them, don't you? Um, to be honest, the the only thing I don't like this week is I, I don't really like the two fixtures of my two sort of big boys. De Bruyne are away to United. I can see that being a bit of a snore fest. And um, Mane away to West Ham, I think, is actually quite a tricky f- fixture. I think West Ham are just yeah. a really, really good side. So I'm kind of relying on the rest of my side to... To take me take me through it this week. I think despite despite West Ham, I mean I've got Cresswell, so despite West Ham not concede, um keeping many clean sheets this season, they are one of the best um defensively. Yeah. They haven't actually conceded many big chances. So I, I think that could be a surprising yeah. result in that game after Liverpool's yeah. two all with Brighton Brighton. I could see that being a, a bit of a close one. Okay, then moving on to the next fixture. Uh what have I got here? Mike versus Jord. Um, Mike's obviously not here to talk about this. Uh, let's have a look. Let me get up Michael's team. Um, where is he? Oh, he's right down the bottom. Um, he's got some decent fixtures this week. Uh, Mope and Pascal Gross at home to Newcastle. Uh, Tavares at home to Watford. That's a great pickup. He must have watched the video. Um, Eduard at home <laughs> to Wolves. I I could see Mike having a decent week this week, to be honest. Um, let's have a look at George. What's George got going on? Chill, oh, chill well and as Pierre home to Burnley. That that is good. That he loves that double up, doesn't he? He absolutely loves it. Twenty points as well. 
Yeah, he's got Alonso. Do you know what? I find it really funny that George offered Nick. So Nick had Alonso, George had Pepe. He offered Nick Alonso for Pepe like 50 times. Nick rejected it over and over again. George drops Pepe. Um. Nick picks up Pepe for Alonso. (laughs) And then then George picks up Alonso for one of his mids. Waste of time. Literally, (laughs) they've done the trade through the waivers when they've been offering it backwards and forwards for like a month. It is just absolutely nonsensical. But I mean, that that really came on here, or it was in the chat, but he said about how he doesn't often do trades because he doesn't really know what he's talking about or. He's not he quite feels like in, he's getting, involved with he feels he like he's getting done. Yeah. And then he dropped um he dropped Alonso for someone I can't remember who to, it, he, was it Pepe? Is Jones. that what you said? He Jones. Pepe. Yeah. Curtis Jones. Yeah, Curtis Jones, that's it. Curtis Jones. <laughs> yeah, thinking. Curtis Jones, yeah. He, he could have had he could have I mean Curtis Jones is not a bad player, don't be wrong, but fantasy wise, he could have had someone like a bit a bit better at least, you know. I'd like to say he offered him Pepe beforehand. He could have had someone half decent um out of that and yeah, he needs to learn a lot when it comes to trades because um, putting him someone on the waiver wire is just a waste of a, a drop, really. When you can scan everyone else's team, and if they want your player, yeah, I mean, he could make he, a decent trade. The, the thing is, because Jordan has a long, I don't really, I wouldn't really want Alonso because I nah. think Chilwell is going to play the majority of games. But if I had Chilwell, that's the only time I think I really want Alonso because one of them is going to play. And okay, it's a kind of a waste of a spot on your bench. But at least you know you've got the left wing back week in, week out for the whole season. Mm. So it, it does make sense for George to have Alonso. And yeah, I just find it really funny how it all went down, um, how they managed to do I, a I've almost got a feeling that, uh, I, I don't know, maybe to throw out there, but in September, it was all Alonso. October, it was all Chilwell. It could be Alonso yeah. again in November. No. I don't know, well, but it seems, it, it's crazy. It seems like Alonso, Alonso made a couple of defensive errors. And then Chilwell started, yeah. and now he's got a run. It probably, I mean, Chilwell's yeah. not exactly secure defensively, is he? So, wouldn't surprise you to see him make a mistake or two, and then and then maybe the swap happens. But yeah, the thing is, you want both, don't you? That's that's the dream. You got them both. You don't have to worry about it. You don't even need to check the lineup because you know one. They it's very got, rarely sub on. So. Yeah, uh, I think that'd be quite. I actually think that'd be quite a close game. I, I could see, surprisingly, I could see Mike. Mike doing something there. Um, okay, well, the next fixture, Brad, you are playing John this week. Um, just quickly, before I go to you, Dave, stinker of the week? Brad versus John? Um, well, off the back of last week, potentially, because this often happens, you have a decent week <laughs> and a bad week. Um, and it's John, and John just casually gets 30 points a week. <laughs> John's got a stinker uh, tattooed and, and on his forehead. Brilliant, that. Yeah, he's brilliant, that. He wins 30 to 29, but um, he soon gets sussed out. Um, and I mean, I, I said Brad would beat Ben last week, uh, and I said Chris Woodward Hall, and at one point he had a goal and assist, but he got, mm. got his, assist, his, assist, his assist chalked off. Yeah. Um, but Brad had a good week. He just he just couldn't beat uh, Ben on his day. So, do you think you'll have a good well week this week, Brad? Week. <laughs> yeah, I think you got every right to, to predict stinker of the week, but then you predicted it last. <laughs> yeah, um, right. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I think trouble is John's not been doing great. I think he's due a good week. I'm after last week due a bad week. So he, he, <laughs> we'll see what happens. It tends to be a little sort of in the 30s or even 20s with John. Um, yeah. And he kind of edges it. I don't know if that's just it's the same with a few other people in the league, but no, we'll see what happens. My fixtures are not good at all. Um, yeah, you, you, they are They are tough. I'll I tell you what, I do really like uh, Vardy away to Leeds, though. I think that's a good fixture. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, um, I think I think he's got a good chance of, of falling there. Um, are you not playing? Uh, just I'm just looking. I don't know if you've if you've changed your lineup at all, but I'm just seeing here Redmond on the bench. Are you planning on benching Redmond in the Friday night game, or or do you think he might come in the Friday lineup? Playing around with him, there's a few rumours he could be injured. Uh, he right wasn't in the Saints training. Uh, uh, classic social media problem. detectives. We'll see what happens on the <laughs> the press conference with him. Shame because he's been doing okay. He didn't do anything against yeah. Watford, but he has these little streaks. And if he's confirmed, if he's confirmed fit, do you think you'll put him in the in the lineup? 
Yeah, I think I'll try and find a place for him, as I say. But yeah, against Villa, Villa's defence is pretty poor. So yeah, that's why I was that's why I was just surprised when I saw him on your bench. I didn't know I didn't know there was sort of injury rumours. Yeah. So I was quite surprised when I saw him on your bench because I thought that might be. Um, a good, a good fixture. I mean, John in that fixture. I mean, he's going to be sat next to me in in St Mary's on on Friday night. He's got Adam Armstrong, Che Adams, Romeo, and Matty Cash in that fixture. So you, you'll oh, probably know, <laughs> you'll probably I'm know by by the end of Friday night how how the game's gone. Yeah, I think <laughs> that's pretty wild. Playing playing two forwards and playing the defender on the other team. But um, yeah, that's, John, that John's got an um, one. He's got Dunk. Don't go home to Newcastle. Um, and I wouldn't throw it out there, but he's got Pookie away to Brentford, who, whether it's a one-off or not, Brentford got battered against... Um, Burnley. Burnley, yeah. So uh, it'd, be, it'd be interesting to see what, what he does, but Saka, my old boy, home to Watford. <laughs> it's oh, yeah. not a bad fixture to have. So, yeah, uh, that's a good fixture. Could be a that tight a game. I, I suspect mean, Brad, Pookie you're... will probably come off its bench because Calvert-Lewin, he's got Calvert-Lewin at the moment, but I don't think there's any chance Calvert-Lewin will actually play. So no. Pookie probably uh, will come off. He's obviously him. picked up Kovacic for the post-international break, so he's trying to be a bit clever there. Um, but I have to say, I think John's probably going to win this week. I've only just got a signal on the iPad out here, but yeah, poor, yeah. poor Brad's got Sterling still. I think... Why you say it... I think the Saints will score at least one, to be honest, and uh, either of them are likely to be involved. Yeah, especially if they start up front. Do you think they'll start up front together? Do you think it'll be them two up top? Yeah, they, they did okay against Watford. It was only 1-0, but they should have had more. Yeah, it should be more. Um, Story of the season, isn't it? For I think they'll do well again, so... That's, that's a bit of a worry for me. But <laughs> you'll be. I can just imagine we'll be sat there and, and it'll be... Armstrong assist Adam's goal or vice versa and John will be saying to me can we <laughs> see Brad uh, and we'll be we'll be stood up at the stands trying to look down the itching going where's Brad I want to see yeah. if we can see his head in his hands everyone around him's cheering Brad's pissed off because John's just got 20 <laughs> points <laughs> yeah but yeah that um okay that's that's a bit of an interesting one I, I actually think Brad you're going to win um I uh yeah I, I think I just think Vardy um, is a great fixture. I can see uh, that coming in, and um, I can see you getting a few clean sheets as well. That stinky five at the back at the moment, actually, yeah, especially if, especially if Redmond's in, then I, I think you got a good shot. Yeah, I think I'll play around with my team a little bit tomorrow, mm. and uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next up, we've got Nath versus Boar. Um, this one. Wow. This is this. Naif, that's form, got a all over it, isn't it? Do you think Naif's form, yeah. low-key, well, look at it, look at it, amazing. If you forget about the teams and you just think, right, look at the league table, whatever, you, you look at that and think, Jordan's just fucking useless at some time. <laughs> some time. So, he, um, sorry. I asked Jordan, him if but, he wanted um, to come on the pod tonight. Didn't respond. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I just expect John to lose every week, but... You can have yeah, a good week last week. Um, you can have these weeks, but mm. I think Nave's team is, is is too good. He has still got um, Wilson yeah, seems good. to be the only one. And if 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 Brighton concede, you look it's likely to be Wilson that scores that goal or gets an assist. He seems to be getting involved in everything that they do. Um, and obviously he's got Salah, which we all know what Salah's up to. Yeah, this season. I could also um, see Nave getting three clean sheets of his is Christensen, Henry, and Cucurella. I can see all getting a clean. Um, yeah, he's potentially got Newcastle, home, Norwich, home, Burnley, home is great. Yeah, but it, again, he got he's got he's got his Brighton defenders against his Wilson as well. I haven't I haven't got up as a set up set up lineup, but yeah, yeah, he's got them so start, he though. could he could, he could have them against them against each other. But I do think he'll win. I will I say mean, Ronaldo could on... could do his big game haul where he plays yeah. against City and scores two goals. To be honest, that's kind of overblown. I think he does that in the Champions League a bit, but in terms of the last sort of four or five years in the league, he generally scores against the shit teams. Like Mm. a vast, vast majority of his goals are against sort of the weaker opposition. So this whole big game player narrative doesn't really doesn't really um, hold any any or much truth. With with Jordan's team at the moment, it seems to be Arsenal. If they can keep a clean sheet. (laughs) 
well then, i was just thinking when i'm looking at, at george's team i was thinking well if if arsenal keep a clean sheet he's got white tommy asu um and he's got Ziyech and Havertz against Burnley at home. And I could see both of them yeah. starting. And that could be that could be a big score because I think Burnley are this pretty... This could be where Havertz gosh, finally, so, finally... Yeah, exactly. That's what he wants up top. So yeah, I don't, I don't think it's I don't think it's sort of a foregone conclusion that Nath will smash him, actually. I, initially, my instinct was like, oh, that's Nath's one. But actually, the more I look at it, I think, I think, um, I think that could be closer than we, we might expect, just, just really down to the fixtures. Um, okay, next up. Oh, God. Actually, I won't. I was going to say this is a stinker candidate, but I'm not going to say that because I, Ben's just got the highest score of the week. So that's probably unfair. Although I did say about Brad and he, he almost beat him. Um, Mac versus Ben. Brad, stinky. do you think Ben's going to do it again? Or do you think this is going to be stinky? Uh, I, think, I don't think you can get. Oh, I score again, to be honest. I think that was just like Jack. <laughs> Mostly came yeah, from Gallagher. Jeremy Dodger. So, I don't know. I think Mac, yeah, I think he's due a win, isn't he? Um, just yeah. to look at his team now. Abamyang. Um, that is a great... Yeah, Abamyang home to Watford. You couldn't ask for a better fixture, I don't think, at the moment. Tielemans, he's got a way to Leeds. Uh Firmino, he's got back. the Brentford double up at home to Norwich as well. Yeah, could be a couple yeah. of cleans there. Just look at Ben's. Uh, I actually think this could be quite a high scoring, high scoring match, and this could yeah. be famous Oswalds. I don't think this is going to be a stinker. Um, I think it'll be close, not necessarily a low scoring, but yeah, quite even. Sort of I, I really up. like Canos and Norgard at home to Norwich as well. Norwich give the ball away loads, which is great for teams playing against them because you get a shit ton of Kante points. Norgard and Canos are both pretty good on Kante points anyway, and they're both kind, you know, in the mix for attacking returns. I could see the pair of them adding up to about 12, 14 <laughs> points. Um, Huang and Iheanacho both could haul if they start. Um, you kind of... Uh, Huang will probably start Ian Acho's more 50-50 I would have thought but yeah I think ben, ben, Ben's team's not not. I think Ben's team looks alright yeah um, at the time he needs to hit a bit of form now isn't it or Benny yeah well I mean if he carries on from last week he'll be he'll be flying up the table um, I think a win technically could take him all the way up to about 6th which <laughs> just goes yeah. to show how tight the table is. Um, a win could take him and, a long way you, you, you couldn't put a, a, another Rhys James Hall get past him again, could you? He's just been... I mean, he's just a goal scorer, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. I, I could definitely see him scoring. Um, probably a brace might be a bit much to ask, but 21 points is a lot. But I could see, I could see him getting week, a 10-pointer. Yeah, yeah, he did, yeah. Uh, okay, then final match of the week. And this probably is... the. I'd normally say the stinker for the last and Nick versus Connor, that one, that one for me, I I'm smelling 22 to 26. Um, I, this is gonna, Connor's <laughs> fixtures. Well, either way, could be either way. Connor's fixtures are pretty bad. Um, obviously he's got all the United boys at home to city. Um, he's got double Liverpool defence away to West Ham, which I don't. I'm not convinced they'll keep a clean there. He's obviously got the Grealish in the in the derby as well. Um, Hudson Odoi at home to Burnley. He might not even. He might may or may not play. So that leaves him with about three players with half decent fixtures. And even St Max away to Brighton isn't a great fixture because Brighton defensively are very good. So yeah, I think this is going to be quite a low scoring week for Connor. Um, and when you look over at Nick's team, I mean, it's that classic Christmas tree formation, isn't it? The 5 3 2. You can't, you can't oh, resist disgusting. it. Uh, disgusting. Do you think, Dave, do you think Nick, Nick's in for a half decent week, or do you think this is going to be trash? Yeah, I, I do. I think he's got um, he's got Trossard, isn't he? I think he could do a bit of damage. Yeah, I believe he got As two. He got a good. He got a he got a decent, he got a decent haul against New, Newcastle last season when they played it. I think it three 0 So um, I wouldn't surprise me if he did that again. Uh, and he's obviously still got. I mean, Lukaku's still injured, isn't he? So he's a bit he's yeah. sort of struggling there. Um, he's got Mendy. You know, 
it's pretty much a simple clean sheet there. You know, but Nick is going to be that bipolar player this season where yeah. he gets 50 to 20 to 50 to 20. You know, he's just going to be, he's uh, due, due, due a haul after um, Man's of the Month and then forfeit. Yeah, and then I think he has. Uh, he, he was unfortunate actually. I think he played Jordan last week, didn't he? And he was unfortunate yeah. to, to lose to him. So he got pipped. Um, he could have beaten. He could have beaten a few a few other players in the league this week. So I think he'll do well. I think Nick will win. Um, cool. Brad, do you think this will be a stinker? Yeah, it does look a bit st- stinky. Yeah? I think Nick <laughs> just about edges it. Just looking at their individual like fixtures, I think Nick's got a few more that look like they could. Get something in Connor. Yeah. So I just Co- Connor, Connor's just hoping for like. I mean, if Liverpool keep clean sheet, Connor like, could could be on on for a half well, decent yeah. week. But nil nil. I don't. I just don't really see wants. Liverpool keeping it clean at West Ham, and then he's got just the, all the United boys um, against City, which you know doesn't. I mean, it, it it could be that that's a relatively high scoring game and and Bruno Ooh. does all right and Grealish gets a return and he actually has quite a good week but you're kind of hoping for a lot of dominoes to fall for for him to have a good week there aren't you so yeah. I think the, the odds are probably with Nick um okay then that uh I think just about wraps it up how how long have we been doing how long have we been doing about now oh well, no we're not too long I thought this was going to be to be honest I no offense Mike but I think if Mike was here as well this would have been long. <laughs> like I said, I oh, said to these been, boys, yeah, I, looked at, I, I looked at it, yeah. I said to these boys before we started, I said, oh, I'm not too annoyed that Mike's not here because the three of us is probably better because these topics are going to be pretty long ones, I think. So, yeah, it's probably a good thing there's only three of us because I've got to go to work shortly. I'm on nights tonight, which is quite depressing. So, um, yes. Uh, okay, then we'll leave it there. Unless either of you has, have any, any further things you want to comment on or, or talk about, no, good, excellent. But, uh, I, I wish I wish you lots of luck this week, Joe. You know, yeah, good luck. Sure, you Dave. don't need it, but like I said, I said it in the chat, and I'll say it, I I will be disappointed if I don't win this week. Um, sometimes you look at your fixtures yeah, I, and look yeah, at the other person's I, I fixtures, you think I've got to win, surely. But then often that's the that's the time in draft when it all goes wrong, isn't it? So, um, yeah, good luck and. Uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, if you made it this far into the video, thank you very much for watching. Uh, if you're on the podcast, I would recommend going to the YouTube and subscribing there as well. And I would recommend so you see the waiver videos and any other stuff we've got uh, lined up. Um, if you are on YouTube and you think, oh, I'd like to listen to this audio-wise, come here and like the video, and then you can go to spotify or apple podcasts and and watch it there if you prefer um because it is available in audio as well um and that's just about all i've got to say today so you've got when we got 24 out no 48 hours until the, the game week starts so a bit late this week but thank you for coming on with me boys and we will see you next week Cheers. yeah